Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Mark. Teaching in the temple, Jesus said, Beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and to be greeted with respect in the marketplaces and to have the best seats in the synagogues and places of honor at banquets. They devour widows' houses and for the sake of appearance say long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the crowd putting money into the treasury. Many rich people put in large sums. A poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which are worth a penny. Then he called his disciples and said to them, Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the treasury. For all of them have contributed out of their abundance. But she out of her poverty has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. As I said um, yesterday, I went um, to to Helen to do a bike race of seventy miles on gravel, which ends um, on uh, like a power line road. So even though it wasn't very muddy for the first sixty-eight miles, I was very muddy by the very end. And some of you may have may have read. Um, the blog that I, that I put out this week, um, which sort of describes a, a lot of what we've we've been encountering as sort of living into doing a second marathon. That is, we've we've run the first marathon, and we thought we we're we we're about ready. We thought we were about done, and all of a sudden, um, out of nowhere before we had a chance to rest and before we had a chance to take a break and before we had a chance to celebrate even um, and enjoy like the, the after beer tent or any of that stuff, right? We got another number put on our back and sent on our, on our way to run this next marathon. And when I heard that, like this, that's a perfect descriptor of, of what it is. Cause I know for me, yes, yesterday, by the time I get to about, 20 miles left, I keep looking at my screen as to how much further it's going to be and when are the turns coming up and when it gets to like 3.4 miles, I'm counting down those last little bit. And the last thing I want to do when I finish is for somebody to say, hey, now it's time to go do 70 more miles that way, back the other way, right? I mean, and yet that's sort of where we are. And it's that wonderful time of year, stewardship season. You could tell from the widow's might being the, being the uh, lesson of the day that the Episcopal Church like sneaks that into the lectionary. I guess it's everybody sneaks it into the lectionary, right? And we're like, oh, stewardship time. We better get the widow's might in there. And... But, but more is this, this image of, of being in the second marathon 
together. The Collect today says, run without stumbling the race that is set before us. And I think we may just need permission to go without stumbling the race that is set before us. Walk without stumbling the race that is set before us. Be hand in hand with one another on the race that is set before us. Forget that it's a race. I do lots of races. Um, they're not races for me because I'm not that good. Right? They're just rides for me. Um, I, come, I came in 18th yesterday, which is, I was very happy about 18th. Usually I come in way down. Partially that's because a bunch of people missed a turn. They would have finished before me. <laughs> but it's not my fault they're not any smart, you know. I mean, you know. It's okay. So, Christy, who's not here today, finished third for the women in the shorter race. Exactly. Got like a nice plaque. She should be here, like holding it up in front of everybody. But I guess you'll see her later if you come for, for Halloween. Um, but, but in reality, this is sort of the same as what we're on today together. We don't need to think of, even though there's this image that Paul puts out in, in some of his letters and the writer to the Hebrews puts out in this letter as the Christian life is, is going along as, as like you're in a race. In many ways, it's just a ride. It's a, it's a fun 5k, right? It's a marathon, but you don't have to be sprinting and trying to finish first. More importantly, it's that we are in it together. And it's this sort of theme that that I that I want to to, to promote for for stewardship more than anything else. It's, it's our hope as the vestry and and myself that by the first Sunday of Advent we may be back into the church as the vaccines for kids roll out and the booster shots get here that that we can be back together that we can have coffee hour that we can have first Sunday lunch, so we can have all of these things that we're missing because more, I think, than anything that, that most of us are missing is just being together. Giving all of us. And so, so the theme as much as just being in this, this second marathon of, of encouragement and light and love is, is really this theme of, of the widow in, in the story from the Old Testament, as well as the widow in the temple of, of trust, of dependence, of knowing that, that God cares for each of us deeply and totally. This passage from, from the Old Testament is always the, the most sort of remarkable passage of of sacrifice that that you that I I think practically in the whole Bible where Elisha goes up to a widow and says you know bring me some water and also a little cake and she's like well actually I don't really have very much and I'm just gathering these sticks to make the cake and then my son and I are going to lay down and die because we're in the midst of a drought and famine and we have nothing and this is the last what we have and Elijah says that's all right. You go ahead and do that. But first, fix me a cake. 
like, really? You know, I mean, and then trust then because the Lord is, is not going to let your meal run out, not going to let your oil run out. And she does. And indeed, God does and answers. The meal doesn't run out. The oil doesn't run out. And we've, we've missed quite a bit in Mark's gospel from blind Bartimaeus being healed last week to, to the widow um, this week. A whole lot about, about what the Messiah has come to do and who the Messiah is. Jesus has gone into Jerusalem He's gone and overthrown the tables um, in the temple. And basically the whole rest of this chapter is, who do you think you are? Right? All these questions are, who do you think you are? What authority do you have? And so the parables, the teachings, everything that's leading up to this is, is addressing this, including the passage that's right before this passage where Jesus basically says, um, the Messiah is not just going to be the son of David. He's going to be the Lord of David. And so the Messiah is over all these things, has come from heaven himself. And then we have this image of the widow who gives everything she has, just as the Messiah has come to give everything he has. It's wrapped in together to this complete sacrifice. For some reason, there's... There's been a there's been a shift in in the last few years in in biblical scholarship to sort of say that this this passage is really to demonstrate how the temple system is completely corrupt and devouring all of the widows' houses and she's just a an innocent victim while giving everything she has in order to earn these things while while the Pharisees and scribes and the rich can can give loads of money and there's certainly truth that the temple system is corrupt this is one of the things that Jesus does say but but she's held up this woman as an ultimate disciple of trust not unlike the woman that dealt with Elijah of of giving everything trusting indeed that God will continue to provide everything for her. And this is our invitation as well, right? Not just financially, but relationally, spiritually. Most of us are exhausted, right? If we're honest, we're exhausted in this time. It's hard enough to get up to come to church lots of times, let alone get up and go, oh, I have to sit outside. What do I have to wear a coat? I have to look at that house. <laughs> Not very holy. But this is, in some ways, a reminder that worship is about who we come to worship. We come to worship the living God and we come as a body to sacrifice our wants, our desires for one another. 
that we come to pray the prayers together. We come to run the race without stumbling together. We come to worship, to sing, to pray. This is our invitation, not because of how glamorous it looks, but because of the living God who comes to bring us life and hope and peace and promise. So I pray as we make our way hopefully to this this time in Advent and if it's not then then whatever that line is because we missed a turn or because somebody just keeps moving the finish line on us but that we not only will be continued to trust and to live fully for God and to, and to dig deep, but to encourage those in our midst, those we haven't seen in a long time, those who are still uncomfortable about being here, those who may have fallen into the pattern of, I like just to sit and drink coffee and watch this on Facebook because it's, way better nothing against you facebook people are glad to have you here with us but there comes a time also that that worship of god is is to be together depending trusting and living this life hand in hand being in this race because this race too will end in some respect, but the life in Christ continues as we'll see next week when we, we celebrate all saints. All saints, not just all the saints that have gone before, but all the saints that are still sitting right here in our midst. This is our day, right? The day where we rejoice that God has called us and invited us and crowned us to be servants and ministers and saints on the way. May we reflect that light and love of these two widows in today's readings, that we may trust all and give all and be all for the God who's given us all. Amen.